0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Thirty Something Podcast with Sunny. I am so glad you're here, guys. This episode is so good. I always wait to take my intros until after I do the interview, so I can give you a good idea about like the topics we end up covering. And this interview is just one of my absolute favorites, um, Dr. Romy Mushtaq. Okay, I'm going to give you the bio, the official bio, and then I'm going to tell you like my own thoughts. So. Technically, she's a neurologist, a mindfulness teacher. She is currently the chief wellness officer at Evolution Hospitality. So she oversees the, the wellness and the health of over 5,000 people in that company. Um, she is a keynote speaker. She has a TED Talk that's been viewed Hundreds of thousands of times online, and a self-professed never-to-recover chocolate addict, which is just more one more reason I love her. Um, Dr. Romy and I connected a while back. I knew her from my TV days, and when I brought her on the show, we initially were going to cover just the mom anxiety and just the general. Um, difficulties of modern motherhood, which we did cover in depth. But Dr. Romney brought another element to this interview that I really, really hope you guys are going to listen to and love. It's kind of a call out, just kind of calling us out on some of the addictions and things that we tend to like lean into as moms. So we talk all about um, that. We talk about the integrative approach that Dr. Romi takes to healthcare, which is sort of a combination of, of Western practices and Eastern traditions, and uh, her own profound story that led her to where she is right now. Um, let's just say it was a massive career shift. We talk about what it's like to be a professional woman and to have to make that decision of what you're choosing, personal or professional. By the way, I hate that we feel like we have to choose. We talk about that, too. Um Anyway, it's, she's just such a dynamic person, and I'm so honored that she took time to talk with me today. By the way, there is some really good practical takeaways in this interview. Dr. Romi tells us specific blood panels we should be asking for as women. She tells us um, specific things we need to be doing to relax and connect with ourselves and our partners better. This is like chock full of information. So I'm going to go ahead and put all of the recommendations and things that she talks about in our show notes. So check out my website after you listen. But I really hope you love this because this was a fantastic interview. So guys, enjoy. Again this is Dr. Romy so guys, we are, gosh, we have a great guest in studio and um, you just heard the intro and some of her vital stats, but um, Dr. Romy, welcome to the show. Oh my God,
1: Sunny, <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We have been like fangirling over each yes. other,
0: over Instagram
1: forever. Yes. My social media agency is like, who is this Sunny? And I'm like, <laughs> i like more than like all the men I'm crushing on, I'm like, I want to sit down with her. Oh, you're sweet. Well, yes. I, I mean,
0: I've been following your work. Our history goes back yes. a little while when mm-hmm. I was still working in. TV news we mm-hmm. were just talking about this off mic um you know we had met several times yeah. but you have always been when you were a guest in our studio just one of those guests that I feel like brought immediate value to our Thank viewers you. and our yeah people were watching yeah it's true um you cover so many topics mm-hmm. that relate to health and well-being that mm-hmm. it's like sort of impossible to to pick one because I feel <laughs> like you've sort of touched on everything but I want to talk with you today about like a lot of things that um that the modern woman deals with, right? Agreed. So there's, yeah. yeah, mom or not, mm-hmm. um, we are in an interesting time when it comes to the mm-hmm. amount of stress mm-hmm. that we're dealing with, mm-hmm. and um, combining careers and and roles outside of work mm-hmm. can be really difficult. So, I guess we, I guess we can kind of start there. Um, your own journey is fascinating to me. So, if you could tell our listeners about how you ended up being a speaker and an author and a chief wellness officer when you started, yeah. As a physician yes. and a neurologist. So let's backtrack that. Um, I had one success
1: mantra from my parents growing up. And, you know, I'm 20 years out of graduating from medical school. So when I grew up in the late 1970s, 80s, they were not tracking girls into STEM classes. Mm-hmm. It was do home ec, you're going to be a housewife one day. I mean, a small town, Illinois. And no, my parents were like, we have one daughter and you will become a doctor. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. And so that's all I knew. That's awesome. And and it happened. But the interesting thing was that pressure to get married. So here I was, Sunny, I, mean, I don't know that I've ever publicly shared this. In my 20s, in South Carolina, in neurology residency, and this is at a time where less than 5% of neurologists were women, I got named chief resident at a southern hospital. I mean, this is a That's big huge. deal. But could I celebrate it? No. Because I had just gotten married into a very traditional family. My husband was a doctor and all I could keep hearing about what an awful woman I was because I wasn't home when he got home to cook meals. This was coming from my ex-mother-in-law, my ex-sister-in-law. And I don't mean to throw them under the bus because you know what part I take responsibility? I let it destroy my self-confidence and self-worth as a woman on one side i was killing it in my career like i was pegged early like this girl is going to succeed and change the face of neurology epilepsy and medicine which i am i couldn't even celebrate that because i felt like a failure
0: as a woman that's insane to me and really really disappointing as the mother of two girls myself and that's not what i'm sure you imagined Mm -mm. your first taste of success would feel like never
1: at all and so here i was Looking at all my other girlfriends who grew up in traditional families, it didn't matter what culture they came from, religion. We had all, as girls, had dreams of who we wanted to be and what we wanted to do in the world. And everybody was telling me, Romy, those are just childhood dreams. Like, you know, suck it up. You need to be a wife. You need to have babies. Stay at home. Your husband's a doctor. He'll earn. And I was like, what is it about men trying to control my uterus, girl? Uh,
0: oh, my. Well, let's, let's, let's leave that, from, that. I feel yes, like back that used to that a whole, whole new, new episode. episode okay? Oh, my gosh. So especially, yes. I
1: made this decision that was just unheard of, I think, in the United States at the time. Certainly not in our Indian culture. I had to choose whether I was going to move on with my career or stay married in a
0: beautiful suburb and have babies? Let's talk about, like, I really want to dive into this. Okay. Can we talk that yeah. like personal Let's right go off the bat? bat? Okay. Yeah. Because this is just dovetails into so many topics relevant to, to what we're talking about today. So first of all, you were married how long at that point? Uh, about three years. About three years. Mm-hmm. When you told your husband, was he like, great, honey, or is he kind of on the other side? Like, no, okay. He, he,
1: no, I mean, it was just this kind of thing that there was probably only room for one star or mm-hmm. one smart person in the marriage. I'm not sure what the psychology is. He was a good man. I just think it was circumstances Mm -hmm. and our culture. And we come from a culture where families meddle in the marriages too. And so even going into the marriage, I my parents were like, she's really smart. She wants to do fellowship. She is going to work. She is going to do research in epilepsy. Like this This is her thing. A lot has been invested in me becoming a doctor and a neurologist and all of this and And it was just a series of fights. It wasn't just this one breakdown fight. It was just, you know, this, the sex gets bad in the marriage, the romance stops, the communication stops, like everything does. And in the meantime, like I'm no longer feeling beautiful or smart or worthy. I have just been destroyed. And I'm getting this messaging of everything of who I want to be. I need to give up in order to have the most important title of being a wife and a mother.
0: It's it's hard to escape, isn't it? Shocking that it even was. in this day and age, and that's con- yes, that and relatively so, recently, yeah, that yeah. that's still the and expectation. And so
1: I I walked away, and I am going to say this realistically: I am standing here strong today because I had some good therapy, Sonny. As a doctor, yes. I recognize
0: like I am the big. I, I was yes. in therapy two days ago. Like, I therapize <laughs> yes. when I'm like yeah. when life is good, when yeah. life is bad. Mm-hmm. That touchstone, that third party or, well, I guess second party or objective party um, means everything in in sorting your mind out. Well,
1: now we fast forward to where I am today and I know we'll backtrack a little bit, but you know, I serve thousands of people a month, a chief wellness officer of a company of over 6,000 people. I can't do what I do publicly and share of myself unless Mm -hmm. there is a team of people working on my health and on my brain and on my health so that my nonsense is not being projected out to others. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's
0: it, it's the responsible thing. It's not like you're yeah. irresponsible if you're mm-hmm. not doing that. But it is a responsible thing yeah. to do to tend yeah. to your mind. We focus a yeah. lot in this day and age on our bodies and our appearance. We and that do. matters, too. Our physical it health does, is important, does, but sure. We but we need to focus on our brain and our mind. You do. Yeah. And there is, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with literally just letting it all spill out once in a while, whether that's a confidant you have that can remain objective or it's a therapist, yeah. it's so vital. And your
1: sister of, like, circle of sister yes, friends. Yes, that's like, so
0: strong. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, my sister friends from childhood, from med school, from different points in my career like these are the women you know you can call at 2 37 yeah. a.m and say girl can we go get ice cream or like uh, I'm having a mental breakdown get mm-hmm. on a plane and come cross country Absolutely. like whatever it is you know
0: well so let's let's go back and, mm-hmm. and talk about how because this is it seems to be a pivotal moment in yeah. your professional life yeah. too. um you the end of your marriage you had yes. been married how long and and Three at years. that moment were you ready to make that decision to to walk
1: to, to focus on my career to focus on your and career. like this is it i am dedicated to neurology to epilepsy and at that time doing research in women's issues and hormones around epilepsy mm-hmm. and women's health because it was an area that really needed it and this right. is why i was getting mentored by a lot of amazing male neurologists because they realized like here's a smart woman mm-hmm. who has passion and she will help steer the ground to look at women and women's brains and hormones and so we were doing that and I was slowly building my confidence back up in my career and then we fast forward I get through fellowships and training all along the things you go through in medical school if you watch Grey's Anatomy you know the process I don't need to go through it right (laughs) and then I start interviewing and again I remind you less than five percent of neurologists are women every academic institution I interviewed at guess what the they asked me
0: I can only imagine
1: um are you married, and when are you having a baby? Because we can't hire you if pregnancy is going to be planned in the next year or two. Uh, it would negatively impact our revenue. Um, women doctors don't work as hard
0: when they're mothers. I mean, this this is the stuff it's, I was it's hearing. Insane. Yes, I mean, and, and let, me, yes. let me. say this as a woman who worked after having two yes. children. There is no one more productive in a workplace than Girl. a mother. Yes, we can get Girl, shit done. Shit done. Are we you know how to I mean? say that? On yes, yes, we can yes. say whatever the oh, fuck. We, I'm just kidding. <laughs> whatever the heck we want. Um, no, we can say whatever. <laughs> I do ahead. have to keep my clean rating though. I think. Yes, we do. Okay, so we will edit um, so that. Sorry part for of that here. one. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Okay. I'm feeling saucy today. But um, I, you know, I, I like to go back on this sort of like. Um, intersection of relationships and professional life, though, yeah. because it's fascinating to me that in this day and age, women still feel like they have to choose. Did you feel like you had to pick one or the other? I did. My entire and there was time. no way and, to like.
1: And Cindy Harris, marry the, really the two tender moment that I'm going to have with you. I think since I've been divorced, I've been in a few long term relationships with amazing men who were professionals and like did everything to like get me going on my career. And even now, when they see a big win online, they're the first people to reach out and congratulate me. But I'm single. And it's awkward. Like now that I have this growing public mm-hmm. um, persona and a growing platform, I find myself in that same place again. What What is that place? Tell me more. Um, trying to figure out. Oh my God, I'm getting a little teary-eyed here. Um, thank God the video is not rolling. But hoping and holding intention that there is a man who is going to be out there to support me, understanding that I am a woman on a mission. Mm-hmm. And I may not be there Sunday morning to get up and and make breakfast and coffee and read the paper together because I'm flying off to some corner of the country to be of service, and um, it's a calling. You you know it. If anybody is listening and you have a calling, this is not about my job. This is, uh, you know, I'm a woman on a mission to change the narrative around how we approach brain and mental health in the workplace, and um, I'm scaling at a, a pace that most entrepreneurs don't. So you know you're onto something, but. It has come at a conscious sacrifice, Sunny. Does
0: it hurt to to realize that?
1: At moments, yes. I'm human. So there are moments like... Wow, I just had a big win. Who am I going to share it with? And yeah. thank God for my sister friends. Yeah. And I think that's a moment I want you to take from here because one thing I've learned, all my sister friends who I lean on right now are married. And they'll tell me, "Romy, I have those same lonely moments even inside my marriage." Oh my gosh, there yes. is no
0: one person that can fulfill you. And yeah. I just talked to a girlfriend about this yesterday, and we always say, "Thank God for you because you fill this cup in yes. my life that my partner can't fill yeah. and this friend can't fill." Yeah. And it often is the women in our lives Agreed. that that are there for us emotionally, emotionally in that way. Yeah. And yeah. even
1: if you have a healthy, loving marriage, there's just something, a relationship that a woman can give you. And when I was doing my integrative medicine um, boards, this is one of my favorite studies I came across was... In the last, like, 25 years, billions of dollars have gone into research for breast cancer. And for stage two, three, four, we've not really improved mortality or morbidity a whole lot, mm. maybe by six to nine months with all the advances in chemotherapy and surgery and all that. But do you know the one factor that could, like, quadruple your chance of making your five-year survival rate and healing? What do you think that is? I'm going to say stress. Is it stress related? It is the number of girlfriends you have in your life. Yes. They actually correlated that to your physical health. To your physical health. And it's this idea of social connection, which is so important. And we're going to get to that in a minute when we talk about mom anxiety. But... Um, your the number of girlfriends and that they were in touch. And then, you know, psychologists break down these studies. You wanted someone like me, Sunny, in your life, which is type A personality mm-hmm. that's going to go to the doctor, take all the notes, right. ask all the questions. You want the nurturing friend that's going to come and you can cry to her. You want the mom friend who's going to come and take your kids to the zoo. You want, you know, all these different personality types mm-hmm. and love languages in your life. And to me, that is, I feel like the last 10 years as I've been, transitioning out of being a traditionally practicing physician to a physician entrepreneur, my soulmates have been my sister friends.
0: I'd love to hear that. Yeah. There is, there is something irreplaceable about that Mm bond. you know, and I'm just reflecting on my own journey, hearing you talk about this. And I have heard this narrative play out no matter what the field was that the woman was in. There comes a time when our personal lives and our professional lives just intersect with Mm -hmm. such an explosion that we are forced to decide. I walked away from a career as well. You know, I chose one path. And you never quite feel as a woman that you've ever 100% made the right decision all the time. And it seems unfair that that's that's the price we
1: pay. Actually, I'm going to tell you this. And it's going to sound bold. And it's going to sound really arrogant, but it's not. If people know me, I don't regret for a single day the decision I made. I love that. Because deep in me, my mindfulness practice has taught me Mm -hmm. there is a mission. There is a knowing. Am I on the right path? And yes. And I am also very fortunate. I get to see the impact on a daily basis of what I'm doing that I I know I was chosen for this. I, I wasn't someone special that like... God gave me a mission, and no, this is where I trusted. I trusted, trusted my gut. Yes, yes, okay. Okay. exactly. I
0: we need to dive into this. So I okay. was listening to your TED talk, and mm-hmm. um, I have written extensively about this topic, listening mm-hmm. to your gut as well. I also feel that women have been trained out of listening to that mm-hmm. for I don't know millennia. We have been told you're hysterical, you're overreacting. All these, you know, stereotypes associated with women's emotional breadth. Let's put it that Mm way. Um, And it was a real aha moment for me. And it shouldn't have been because I was in my thirties. I was a fully, you know, grown woman at that time. That I could listen to my own heart and gut and Mm -hmm. actually follow it because. For so, and my gut was telling me something that externally people were saying, "Don't do." I wanted to walk away from my mm-hmm. job. Don't do. It. Are you crazy? You've worked so hard. You, you're doing well. You finally are where you want to be, but it it was at such odds with that feeling in my yeah. in my heart, and I was disappointed that it took me that long. It took me years to listen to it. Most of us are in that. Is that place.
1: It, why do we it have such a hard time listening?
0: Threatening illness. We need to talk about this right so, now. Yes, yes, this is insane. This I was story. not listening,
1: and so it was coming up as anxiety, difficulty sleeping, a busy brain. This and was my when neurology you were, practice. When you were practicing, I was. Still. I was okay, um, I was on faculty at a medical school, seeing patients, doing research, and teaching medical students. So the trifecta, doing okay. it all.
0: Were you here in Florida? Or where were no, you? No, I was in Wisconsin in at Wisconsin. the time. Okay, so and, you were running yeah.
1: at full speed. I was running at full speed and dating and and and, and buying good shoes, and I thought I had it all. And uh, I started to get this chest pain, and I started to feel anxiety, and it turned out I wasn't listening to my gut, and it kind of progresses to the point, you know, I was responsible, I'm a doctor, I went and got the chest, I'm in my young 30s at the time, and I had the chest pain checked out, and they were like, oh, you're just type A personality, like every other junior faculty doctor here, stop all the chocolate you're eating, and take antacids, <sighs> So I stopped the chocolate and I take these rounds That's and rounds of by the antacid, way. <laughs> girl. Yes, chocolate is medicine. Yes. I don't know if any of your listeners chocolate is medicine. My tribe. dark chocolate. Yes, dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Me too, right? So I stop it and it didn't get better. So I stopped the antacids and restarted the chocolate, right? And then, <laughs> Smart girl. Like Life gets worse. And I'm now starting to wake up in the middle of the night and I physically cannot breathe. And I'm choking on, on my own saliva or vomit. And it turns out I have a diagnosis of a rare medical disorder called achalasia. Most people, it gets diagnosed in your 80s, 90s on autopsy. And it turns up for me, because I was so stressed out and anxious and I wasn't taking care of myself, that my physical body deteriorated. This is the mind-body connection that is scientifically proven. And I end up nine years ago like to this summer, to the point we're recording this podcast, and is in life-saving surgery. There were precancerous lesions, and I, we take a moment, and I pause, and I give gratitude to the cardiothoracic surgery team at the University of Washington in Seattle. They saved my life, hmm. but, you know, they operated at this time, and they were like, you know, Romy, we've stabilized you now. We've taken out the precancerous lesions. You're probably going to end up in, back in 6 to 12 months with further surgeries. Do you have disability insurance? And i'm in my young 30s i'm like oh my god none of my manolos or anything can help me now like so help me god and this is before youtube before there were yoga studios on every street corner i found a path to mindfulness and meditation and i started to do it and i couldn't believe that the post-operative chest and abdominal pain i was having was getting better i didn't need all those pain medicines after surgery But then I started to lift out of that dark place that so many of us women, when we have that explosion, like you called Mm -hmm. it, happen in our personal and professional lives. And so it sent me on a journey around the world to learn about integrative medicine, this intersect of science, of, of Eastern medicine and mindfulness. And, you know, what is it that we in America as doctors and healers are missing? Mm-hmm. That we're not, we're unhappy, and people are happier without all the things we have in our healthcare system. Here,
0: is it still missing from what you see from the outside? I know you're not working in the system. It's still missing, se, se, yeah, but
1: because I still consult with healthcare clients. They're getting there slowly, but it's it's a sh-
0: it's like the Titanic hit the iceberg, mm-hmm. and we're slowly navigating the right. Titanic before it sinks. Why do you think Western doctors were so hesitant to embrace that mind-body connection? correlation? Because it's not taught
1: in medical school.
0: And our
1: residency trainings, number one. In some institutions, that's changing now. But also because um, healthcare is capitalized in the United States, so we're kind of getting into politics, it doesn't matter what side. So um, I apologize for the segue, but there is more profit to be made in medicine when you're prescribing a pill or doing an x ray or taking a surgery rather than really teaching people to cope to co- better ways to promote wow. health and wellness mm-hmm. and I think you see this movement Integrative and Functional Medicine Forbes magazine has listed it the number one overall business trend of 2019. So wow. it was listed as the number one healthcare trend list year. And this mm-hmm. year it's like the number one overall trend. And that's why I'm busy doing what I'm doing for all of corporate America. So I think slowly we're going to see healthcare shifting. 62 medical schools now have an integrative medicine fellowship. That's great. So we're getting
0: there slowly. Right. But I, personally, not enough. I personally seek that out in mm-hmm. my medical care. I see a holistic doctor. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, the eye rolls still happen when I tell people, you yeah. know, my approach but I firmly believe here
1: is it working for you it's working for me. it's working for me yeah and so girl you want to give me sada you go ahead because I'm healthy I know they told me I was going to die that's insane nine years ago so and mindfulness and this integrative medicine saved me here I am so six months later I go in for my post-op checkup Sunny and the surgeons are like planning a a surgery and they want to do my tests, and they look at my tests and everything is like normalized they're like what are you doing and I tell them, well, it's my mindfulness practice. I found some integrative medicine healers. And by the way, I'm training for my first half marathon. Boom, shakalaka. Uh-huh. Right? They are like, like it is? what? Yeah. Oh. And, and they
0: were impressed. I mean, they were all over it. Okay, let's get into specifics. Because yeah. I know there are, are people, maybe there's someone out there who's recovering from something or who's looking yeah. to boost their health, what specifically were you doing? What type of yoga were you doing during recovery and what type of mindfulness or meditation? So let's start in this. And thank you for asking me because as someone
1: that brings the intersect of mindfulness and meditation together, I want to say this is... I started basic like it's okay to be basic girl I needed mm. guided meditation yeah because if I had to sit in silence my god there oh, was reliable. like 72 voices in my head passing mm. judgment questioning how I got to this point so use guided meditation anything that will make you sit still and put your phone down and not focus on the external world so that's like, what's how one I started? way we can do that because so many people are doing app-led meditation yeah. these days and I wonder what your so, thoughts are on that you know as a licensed doctor and someone that still is in the medical journalism field I don't like to promote one app over the other. My okay. concern about the apps are is if you don't download it, your notifications and text messages are still coming up on your phone, dinging through your meditation. Oh, that's not good. And that so seems counterproductive. So pay for the meditation app and download it. Okay. And you have to put your phone in airplane mode, you know, okay. so and turn off the Wi-Fi. Otherwise, it's not counterproductive, right? Sure. But, um, you know, here's an example. I have guided meditations on iTunes. People can download it. if they go to my website, they can mm-hmm. get them for free. Find a voice you like. There are a lot of free guided meditations out there. And, and it's start. someone just
0: speaking, like talking you through yeah, relaxation? It's
1: it's someone guiding you through various things. And like, you know, we do meditations for sleep. We do meditations if you need to release negative energy. And at Evolution Hospitality, we, we'll get to that where I serve as chief wellness officer. We call it the power of pause. It's taking a three-minute pause in life, in your mind, and then moving forward. Do
0: you just... Sit still. Like I'm thinking of a, mm-hmm. trying to find a window of three minutes where I could sort of unplug. Mm-hmm. Like if I could just run to my, my closet is my hiding space. Do I you just run and just like mother. stare at the. I like so close practically your eyes. Do do? Okay, okay. So
1: practically, here's a three minute pause to do is, if you need to keep your eyes open to keep your eyes on the kids, that's okay. Just find <laughs> a focal point. But what most moms in our company tell me is, once they've meditated a few times in front of their children, the kids think it's a game. They are drawn to it at all ages. This is infants, toddlers, to your young child that you think has ADHD. Um, and I think there's inher- inherent purity about meditation that children still have because they've not been exposed to the outside world and become cynical yet that they realize this is our true nature to find moments of stillness.
0: And we just sit and together? And sit
1: together and deep breathing, inhale through the nose to the count of three. Pause. Open up the mouth deeply and exhale to the count of four. And do that for three minutes, hit a three-minute timer.
0: What does that do physiologically yeah. mm-hmm. when when we yeah.
1: meditate? So three minutes of just controlled breathing, that's like the start of meditation. We quite haven't got there, but three minutes of controlled breathing, it tells the airport traffic control center, hey, crazy girl, we can <laughs> calm down now. And, <laughs> and Finally. neurophysiologically, we see stress hormone levels like cortisol and adrenaline and dopamine and all those things that are making us stressed and anxious and 8 million thoughts running in your mind saying, oh, I just need a glass of wine it makes all of that stop and you pause and you hit the reset button to calm and then you get to choose i Romy, get to choose the energy i'm bringing in the room Mm -hmm. you sunny get to choose the energy you're bringing into the room as a mom and say it out loud because we at evo say it out loud as leaders to our team members and if we choose calm and focus all of a sudden everybody is calm
0: and focused I love that you need to go into a newsroom like stat <laughs> <laughs> there are so many loud conversations happening yeah. um and that's true i guess in any workplace but in mm-hmm. particular you know there's so many workspaces these days where it's not traditional there's not walls and doors at least where i used to work it was You know, we were this close. Was a low divider. I mean, I caught your sneeze. There was one time, someone across from Uh me. This is really gross. Was clipping fingernails and it It landed in my food. I was, I can't even. I can't. I mean, it's technically collagen, but it's not your own collagen. So that is just extra. It was horrible. But anyway, just to illustrate how close we were in the newsroom. It's a really valuable lesson, though, because. I think that technology has taught us to be very reactive these Mm -hmm. days and all you need to do is like scroll through the comment section on someone's Instagram photo or on an ar- online article to see that we enjoy being reactive and we love getting a rise out of people and just kind of being a you know like Think, not we personally you know, but when you people look do. at
1: organizational psychology the United States is slowly shifting into what we call the mob mentality tell me more <laughs> and so the mob mentality is this I came in here wearing a navy top with jeans and we're going to polarize half the people are going to say they thought it was a great idea the other half are going to say no you join whatever mob you feel like in that moment and you're either going to support or attack. You pick any issue. It doesn't have to be politics. And this is why you see instagram followers or people on twitter or on tv i mean it could be anything as basic as a piece of clothing to sure. you know legislation and it's called the mob mentality and we need to get out of that we've well, yeah. lost our sense
0: of self oh and that's why it's stressful even to open up your phone and scroll through social media there's so yeah. many like stigmas attached to the things that people are posting and it doesn't even have to be a and, controversial and here's, topic here's but people just i'd, I'd get like out. to just tell people
1: And you hear it, but please hear it from a doctor. I've been practicing for 20 years and now at a scale, um, you know, to corporate companies and top executives and athletes and people who, if you looked at their social media, they look perfect. Everybody has got a problem. Everyone has an evil voice in their head telling them that they are no good. They are not worthy. They are not... Uh, Beautiful, they are not skinny enough, smart enough, and everybody has problems. And yet, there's this need on social media to post that perfectly filtered shot of your family or the new gift your spouse brought you or whatever. And yet, they'd be sitting in my doctor's office with profound anxiety or depression, and their lives are nothing like what they've been posting on social media and that is true for your neighbor it is true for the celebrities we follow like your homie Romy is telling you it ain't real what's in your news feed.
0: (laughs) I love it and it's true as someone who's forced to spend mm-hmm. a lot of time on social media, you yeah. know, with yeah. you know, I, well, my community is there and you Mind know, voice. interacting. But yes. it it can be. I consider myself pretty immune to like I can see through like yeah. you know things. But sometimes even I get I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. well, my life kind of sucks compared to you know Anna down the street. I, She's and, got and that's normal. A brand new convertible. Uh, yeah, you and know, comparison but comparison is the thief of right, joy. Right. But you do, but you bring up a good point. Mm-hmm. The mindfulness really does combat that because mm-hmm. I have, and listen, I'm by no means great at this, but I have always been i um, I've always been the type of person that took time at the end of the day to reflect and yeah. have a gratitude moment. Yeah. And I think that the cumulative sort of like good energy of mm-hmm. dedicating literally one minute of time mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. kind of builds up your armor a little it bit. Does. Then you start to realize, you know what? Yeah. I have enough in my life. Yeah. I have enough. And so let's let's build this for your tribe. So
1: I thought about taking a pause for three minutes. If people were eye rolling at me because they've got toddlers and they were like, I'm lucky for 30 seconds, so let's give people even a minute to do the deep breathing. And let's add your idea of gratitude in there. A moment for gratitude, Sunny, because gratitude stimulates serotonin and melatonin, the feel good and sleep good hormones. And it starts to put a filter so that we're not getting into that mob mentality mm-hmm. to be angry over something, right. whatever that is. And that is that power. And this is how I do it. You know, normally when I'll be working with a group and say, what are you thankful for? What do people say? Oh, my health and my family. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, sure. They may be sincere about it in that moment. They may not be. But be really specific. So could I practice with you here, Sunny? I would love that. Okay, tell me something today that you're grateful for. I'm grateful for that cool sip of water I just took. (laughs) Because I was
0: parched, but that that was like just a second ago. (laughs) That's a
1: perfect example. And because you were very specific and you're remembering a sensation so when people tell me they're thankful for their kids I, i go forward to say how about this? And, and then I get them to deal further. And they're like, oh, I was so thankful we all got to fry bacon together this morning. And we were telling bacon mm-hmm. jokes over breakfast and laughing and having a really good breakfast. Like that's be, specificity, be very specific and yes. that you're bringing a memory of a sight or a sound or a taste or, you know, a touch into that memory. I and love that. So that is um, how and so what if, if we said for your tribe, it's could you give us one minute of deep breathing? and that gratitude that we want you mm-hmm. to soak in your senses the taste the sound the feel the touch mm-hmm. of
0: that gratitude moment and really a minute a minute is doable eyes it open is. i mean ever you, you plop the kids in on the sofa next to you or in front of something yeah. for literally, i feel three like that's minutes, doable even 3
1: minutes because even when i get People that are protesting that they're, quote, too busy. Everybody has three minutes.
0: Sure. We really do. Well, and I think, too, like, you know, like I said, I'm not an expert. But something that, that I found going through difficult times, which everybody does, I started this practice a while back when I was going through just a really hard period. And I would do three things. I would pick three very specific things that I was grateful for that day. And I remember one time I was just super, like, it was a bad day and i couldn't think of anything that i was grateful for i'm like this day blew. I hate it this day, and I was like, "Well, we got to find something here." And I was like, "You know what? I'm grateful for the legs that walked into bed yeah. that allowed me to sit down, and I'm grateful for my pajamas." It was stupid and stuff, but, is the point. But, but it but isn't. But you touch those legs, yes, and you touch those pajamas. It was. It, I mean, there's always something small, yeah. is the point. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. No one's life is great all and the time un-
1: until you take it away. And and so you know, I go back to that story. I was waking up in the middle of the night. If anybody has ever out there had an asthma attack or been choking, and you know for a split moment. What it's like not to breathe. That's why my TED talk on mindfulness was the powerful secret of your breath. I, in those moments, because I know what it's like not to be able to breathe. I literally am thankful for the breath and the deep breath that I can take.
0: And and that's that's and it sounds very guilt. airy-fairy no, and cheesy, it doesn't, it doesn't. but like if you've been there, you know. Let's talk um let's talk mom anxiety and yeah. mom stress. Mm-hmm. So in our little corner of like the mom blogging and mom writer world, there is a lot of honest conversation these days about all of the postpartum issues that we go through. Yeah. Um, I just had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who's mm-hmm. dedicated her whole career to this. And um, I love that the honesty is out there. Good. Um, the conversation is starting. It does need to be. Uh, the, our, our generation has the ability to use social media for good in that way. I agree. And I feel like that's one of the good sides of it. I think, it.
1: and the other side is that there are more women in medicine, in nursing, mm-hmm. in psychology now than ever before. Because right. as you mentioned earlier, women were just written off as, hysterical Mm -hmm. hormonal um pregnant postpartum like Mm -hmm. you know you were just written off by and and literally when you look at the old psychiatry studies this is how male doctors used to describe women isn't that the origin of the word hysterical like it was Mm -hmm. a a medical term to describe a woman who was like Mm
0: -hmm. it's insane it's maddening it makes me hysterical it it does
1: (laughs) and yet here we are and let's shift the conversation together so really um This lends to something I'm speaking around the country to and I'm working and researching and the book coming out within the next year, fingers crossed, is the busy brain cure. And it's taming the batshit crazy mind, stopping anxiety. It's one of my f- favorite words. Finally much. falling asleep. Yes, it is my favorite too. Yes. So people ask, well, what is batshit crazy mind? Like everyone has been there. Like, uh,
0: yeah, it if, is if my seen, go-to phrase, it is, batshit crazy. If, if
1: you've <laughs> seen an episode of Real Housewives, so I'm a Real Housewives fan. Okay. That's my mind numbing yeah, stuff, I right? Love it. I love Th- it. There's this tipping point where they lose emotional control and they do things that most of us would never do. Like toss an alcoholic beverage at someone, flip a table over, you know, <laughs> take off their clothes and go, Running down the street naked—I mean, that's batshit crazy. But we watch why? Because our brains can empathize. There is a place in all of us where we felt like we were so overwhelmed, like we wanted to lose control. Mm -hmm. Um, And and or you know Tyler Perry's Medea or uh, Melissa McCarthy and her characters—you know—they're so So out there. But we watch and we laugh because that's that empathetic part of of losing control Mm -hmm. and. I want to talk about this specifically to moms, and and because I see this in our company, it's we are in this vicious cycle. I I think high-performing working women, but moms too, where you feel like you can't get your day going without a really large coffee, mm-hmm. and then all day you may or may not realize that you're starting to feel anxious and you're feeling you're losing control. And you had a well-planned day, and then you know one of your children vomited on your top, and you had to go in for an interview, and now you're running late because you had to change. Like you know, it's building up the anxiety. You're having difficulty focusing because right when you sit down to send that email, mommy, 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 you know, it, it's anxious, anxious. I can't focus. And then finally, you're like, okay, it's five o'clock somewhere. I need to have a glass of wine to take the edge off. In fact, they don't don't even call it wine they say rose is just pink water Mm -hmm. oh i'm gonna do that and then you can't shut your mind off before you go to sleep so what we're going to open up our phone and go through the instagram feed it's the worst it is the worst and then you're like oh my god my ex just got married (laughs) and then you look into your Instagram feed and you're trolling his ex and that family oh. and 90 minutes go by and you're like I'm looking at my ex's significant others hairdressers insta feed like what know ba- <laughs> that is bad shit crazy
0: I'm sorry I laughed so loud well, I need to back away from the microphone but it's so true like the hairdresser <laughs> thing got me because like sometimes they go through my feed and I'm like I remember him from high school I remember her and then like I click back and click back and they're tagging people and I'm like where am I if it like ended up yes in some, like black hole?" And, and, we're, and we're not
1: sleeping and so and we right. can't we're having difficulty shutting our minds off and you can't fall asleep and you wake up in the middle of the night and then you have to start all over again
0: tomorrow girl where's my coffee that is the busy brain the wine thing the the coffee and wine thing in particular these have become um what's the word i'm looking for just sort of the tokens of motherhood right they are the easy go-to joke oh my gosh it's so crazy i need a glass of wine Um, i don't like you don't like that and i want to talk about why because i I I want to know what it's doing to our brains so
1: so first of all i know i'm about to piss off like half your listeners that are holding a Uh, Tumbler, one of those cute like Lily Pulitzer tumblers, corksicles that's full of rose and ice, and it's in the cup holder in your minivan, and you're like, Sonny, you shut this doctor (laughs) off. (laughs) Never have her on your podcast (laughs) again. And I just want you to tap into that feeling. I'm pissing you off because I'm triggering you, and you need to listen. Go for it. There is something in this truth here, and so I come from this place of love as just a a sister that I want to see all women uplifted and at the best versions of themselves. So bringing the worlds of neurology, integrative medicine and mindfulness together is this cycle of having a Caffeine or how many doctors are prescribing Adderall or Ritalin to mothers so they can stay focused all day I didn't and know that skinny? Was a thing. That's oh it is a big thing. Really? In in suburbia. Yep. We need to get to this after this. But we let's we talk will. wine and, and coffee. And first. And so then you're you're having coffee and it's this stimulant. And so for most people, the energy boost for coffee is about thirty to forty five minutes. That's it. That's it. But what's happening is the other components of coffee. Are stimulating parts of the brain that are dropping serotonin and melatonin hormone levels. Your feel good and sleep good hormone levels, and they last for twelve to fourteen hours.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that.
1: And so then, what happens? We we the energy and the focus kind of wears off with the caffeine thirty minutes an hour later. If if you follow me, people know I'm a big component of adding coconut oil or MCT oil for your coffee. So the medium chain fatty acids will help that caffeine boost for a few hours, maybe. But now it's your feel good and sleep good hormones are down and it's creating this anxiousness and your GABA receptors are on fire. The anxiety things are on fire. So you're like, oh, I need more coffee. And you're just kind of making it worse because you're going to focus for a little bit and go. And now you need something to calm you down. So you're either having wine or you're taking the Xanax prescription your doctor gave you or the Valium to calm down. But you take that and there's a temporary calming down of the GABA receptors and it calms down. But what happens is when the alcohol or the Xanax metabolizes out of your brain and your blood, those receptors have that cause anxiety have now multiplied. And they're raging fire going, hello, the anxiety is back and it's even worse than before. Give me more coffee, give me more alcohol. And if you're listening, and you're thinking, God, I used to need like a half a glass of wine to calm down, and now I need like three boom shakalaka. That's your brain receptors, girl. That's an
0: actual thing. You, it, that it is becomes... an actual – it's
1: called upregulation of your
0: GABA receptors, and this happens with alcohol. And I'm sorry I'm screaming into the no, microphone, but no, I get No, no, you're not screaming at all. I'm fixing my earring here. Um, that's fascinating to me because yes. we have created a culture – around like I said those two tokens of yes. motherhood the, yeah. the, you know like the, the uppers and the downers because yeah, yeah, you're you stimulating know. yourself all day long with chemicals right and then
1: you're bringing but, yourself so, down
0: all night with chemicals and how do we wean off of the coffee how do we not need anything and to need the wine well I don't need help falling asleep ever I, I, I'm i not a huge so, coffee person this either. Is but, the,
1: this is the busy brain cure that I talk about and I'm going to delve deep and then we're going to maybe give two three things for your listeners to take Let's away do from, it. could we do that? Absolutely. So the busy brain cure that I'm writing about is based in science and it's called the brain shift protocol. Shift, S is for sleep, H is for checking your hormones, I is for checking inflammatory markers, F is for food sensitivities, and T is the role of technology. Mm-hmm. So those five aspects, whatever we can control For motherhood, knowing full well that for many mothers, sleep is just ain't going to happen, right? Right. But if we can modulate and correct the other things, it's amazing what can happen.
0: Is it possible to get through motherhood without a hefty dose of daily caffeine? Some women do it. And
1: here's the thing, Sunny. I'm not against caffeine. So when we talk about coffee or caffeine, caffeine, from the time you wake up to about noon, for most people it's beneficial it protects your brain it can help focus it can help metabolism except unless you have anxiety and difficulty sleeping and difficulty focusing and you're just feeling that out of control mother then coffee is no good you're just making the anxiety worse so do you go cold turkey oh god no no is, is there like no, an actual no. withdrawal no. <laughs> Ooh, there's withdrawal from the wine there's withdrawal from the coffee from the coffee your too? kids are gonna hate your husband's gonna oh, leave you you're gonna want to leave your own body like, <laughs> let's not do
0: that what do you just like wean down like a cup well per week? here is the thing that we
1: need to do and this is the time to have have an honest conversation with your doctor or healthcare Mm -hmm. provider because I start with the wine first. Okay. Because that is more toxic and more inflammatory to the brain and to the gut. And so it is, you know, you have to be honest. If you really are taking two to three glasses of wine or beer or martini or skinny girl, whatever, because it's low calorie and you found it on Instagram, cut it down by half Mm -hmm. every week. Um, and add extra in the morning vitamin B complex, B as in boy, not just B12, but the entire vitamin B complex in the morning. Okay. Because those, and magnesium, those are being depleted in alcohol.
0: Magnesium. I'm yeah. a huge, huge magnesium I saw person. That yeah. yeah. I feel that that's made a measurable it impact is. on and my... And that life. was
1: going to be one of the takeaways I was going to give to your listeners, is oh, adding magnesium at night to help sleep and combat the anxiety. Do
0: you like it in the tablet form? I, I know mm-hmm. I use my infused deodorant that has it in it, so I you like know, I, do a body lotion with it sometimes. I, I know a local
1: vendor, and she's wonderful, who makes it. My, my problem as a doctor with that is... It, you can't control the dose and what's getting infused and so when someone comes to me to this point that there's they're on the spectrum of anxiety difficulty sleeping and difficulty focusing i want to be able to control the dose Mm -hmm. so here and we'll put this in the show notes look for magnesium glycinate spell that for us g-l-y-c-i-n-a-t-e glycinate and we will put that in the show notes um you know, I don't want to talk about a couple different brands, but we, I'll give them to Sunny and her show notes to put in if she wants. Absolutely. And, you we'll know, it and so start with about 100 up to 400 milligrams and just watch. You can mm-hmm. have a little bit of GI upset with the magnesium. So okay. just dose it slowly and we'll talk about takeaways. But that's the one uh, key thing. So we go back to the brain shift protocol, sleep, hormones, inflammatory markers, food sensitivities, and technology. I just want to educate people that those are the five things that are playing into the busy brain. And so as you're cutting down the wine, we need something to do to help you calm down. And so here is what we studied at Evolution Hospitality as Chief Wellness Officer. And this will make it in the book never before. I mean, can you imagine? This is how awesome our CEO and our leader is. I literally, as, as I was consulting for them, this was even before I got named CWO. I was like, I dare you. Could we turn off our company emails and phones at night and put the company through digital detox? And mind you, this is hospitality like healthcare. Hotels are open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year.
0: And he said yes. Oh yeah, because this is That a, is
1: amazing. This is a company that Values the health and well being of their employees above all. I mean, they put a doctor in as a chief wellness officer, why right? Why
0: aren't more companies he's doing, doing this? That? I know, that, that's, that's my mission. That's okay. why I'm out there. Well, let me ask you this yes. Has he reported back to you and talked about how that's Im- impacted productivity or the yes. bottom line? And so what does he we, say? We actually did the research
1: with this. So we started with the CEO and the top, like 450 leaders of the company. It was about 5,000 employees at that time we made a mandatory digital detox for 60 minutes before bed and meditation and we gave people activities to do hey prepare your kids lunch for the next day pick your outfit do the dishes adult coloring books like whatever it is Mm -hmm. my dog I save all my dishes in the sink it's kind of gross I know especially when you're (laughs) cooking Indian food in the whole house we (laughs) smell like curry right and so they're all in the sink so I do dishes and my dog knows he's going to get an extra walk so he's happy and wagging his tail by the door while I'm finishing dishes and we do that and then do the meditation, go to bed. And so about half the employees were able to do the 21 days. The other half didn't. And so we had internal controls. And what we found was stress levels, reported stress levels by psychology testing, fell over 60%. That is and same with anxiety and daytime energy levels improved. So people did better with 30 to 60 minutes of digital detox and meditation at night than had I given them a prescription of Xanax or Ambien. That is absolutely incredible. It is. It is. And so we cycle through digital detox every year in the company. Many people still do it. They say it saved their marriages. It saved their relationships with their children, putting the digital devices away, the impact it has had. And now I go to other companies and dare them to do the same thing because they see the data
0: and it explains themselves. And you're studying this empirically, right? Like, it's not like, oh, how do you feel today versus how when you started? Yeah. Like, you, no, no. you put them through at, an evaluation at, yeah, at of at the sorts. beginning
1: and the okay. end of the study, they went through these psychological tests and the sleep scale tests so we actually measured medical data my mind is just blown, blown. and oh. so if mamas are listening right now like girl it does not matter what your friends or your ex's new bo- boo is hair like. or his hairstyle is <laughs> doing <laughs> it on instagram put it down
0: yeah and yeah. ask your spouse to put it down yeah. and put the work down you yeah know? my husband is really good at that we've good. had some um I'm a very, like, uh, I'm super focused. I just, bam, get in. And I I can knock out hours and hours of work without literally looking out for my computer screen. But I'm a nighttime person. But he's Mm -hmm. forced me to let that go at night because it was impacting my ability to relax. And I will say, thank God I have a partner who balances me out because I've noticed a difference in my ability to relax and enjoy my life it was all going by in like a blue light blur yeah yes
1: so it is and so and so people want to know why you just mentioned that the blue light affects the back of our eyes the Mm -hmm. retina and it tells our airport traffic control center our circadian rhythm wake up Mm -hmm. girl hello it's time to start thinking and stressing and obsessing again and that along with the caffeine again depresses your Serotonin, melatonin levels. So if you're taking melatonin pills and wondering why it's not working, because your blue light is
0: on. That's great to know. And, and what it do you elevates about your the... stress
1: hormone levels? And so the filters. Yes. I've been studying the science for my book. And the glasses too do not work. They don't work. No. So basically, look, if a company gives Instagram influencers like you glasses and say, hey, did you like it? You're going to say yes. And they're going to be like, it worked. Yay. They're cute to wear. I like say that. Um, So the key really is to just shut that screen time down before bedtime. You start with 30 minutes, build up to 90 minutes. So that's the one tip I would give people. Start weaning yourself off the wine. And here are... Um, three labs. I'd want you all to go get checked. That can help with I'm the anxiety. Okay, ahead. a full thyroid panel.
0: I did this. Mm-hmm. Yes, a full and the whole shebang. There's like okay. Eight so tests tell us what it. specifically to ask for. So there are eight tests total, and the doctor will know. And the, the doctor will that. know. Uh, okay. Just tell
1: them yes, it's going to cost more. Whatever insurance for most of you will pay for it, or, and that it's a full thyroid panel because okay. just measuring the TSH, most women's thyroid disorders are missed and. For your moms, the thyroid hormone is put under so much stress during pregnancy and delivery and the postpartum period, whether you're breastfeeding or not. And I think for most women, autoimmune thyroid and uh, you know, other thyroid diseases are getting missed okay. with just a TSH. So full thyroid panel. Okay. Check for anemia. Anemia. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just iron. They're going to check all the vitamin Bs and the and that. There's several different types of anemia. And then your vitamin D3 levels, D as in dog. D3. Now, what does D3 relate to? So D3, I don't like that it's called a vitamin. It's actually considered a pro-hormone. Sunny there are 50 different hormones in our body that modulate everything. Not only our sex hormones. When we say hormones, we think of testosterone estrogen progesterone but hormones in our brain hormones for our immunity hormones for our breathing for our digestion everything Those hormones can't function without two things, vitamin D3 and magnesium.
0: Is D3 the type we get through sunlight exposure? Most people, right? But so,
1: you know, you're Caucasian for you 10 minutes a day without sunblock exposing your full limbs would give you enough vitamin D3. For me, I have darker skin, so I need about 40 minutes. But for most Americans, we have so much inflammation in our body from the stress and from our food and our lifestyles that the mechanisms that convert the sunlight vitamin d2 into d3 are not working and that's why we need extra vitamin d3 so people think oh i don't have a problem with d3 i live in florida mm-hmm. really that's yeah we've shown that there's enough more problems in sunshine states even so because probably wow. the amount of
0: sunblock and right and think of it most of us are inside all day sure we run from that sun yeah in the summertime i live in air conditioning right like, all of us november yeah, outdoors. <laughs> outdoors exactly yeah.
1: so so if we wanted to get them to do three things to help with the brain shift protocol um, and this is just a preview of so much more that's to come is you know to the digital detox and try to have some quiet time for self-reflection at night and, and here's why I say it at night uh, I'm I'm a meditator and I start in the morning but and most people who meditate now you know spiritually do that but really let's be realistic in the American lifestyle most people the alarm Uh, goes off in the morning or your kid starts crying and you've hit the crown running
0: oh yeah and you're already
1: so behind getting kids to school getting them ready getting to work whatever it is there's not really time and so this is why i say nighttime because most cases you've put your children down to bed it's your time to wind down so take that 30 to 60 minutes we know the studies find it efficacious in my when i was in my clinical integrative medicine practice People would come and they'd spent decades on sleeping pills and they're like, doc, nothing you can do is going to help me. I would start them on the digital detox, you know, while we're running all the labs for the shift protocol. And I would start them on uh, doing a brain dump, writing all their Mm -hmm. problems to do list out and mindfulness practice. I would record a meditation for them. And I would say most people started to wane off their medications just by doing that i didn't even need to get to the hormones and inflammatory that's markers. crazy but so we're doing
0: this all to ourselves mm-hmm. it sounds like all yeah. this stress all this anxiety yeah. i mean not the it, entire it's
1: our culture right i mean we have to be plugged in all the time like you know i run a company and uh my Most of my Evo employees are on the West Coast, so I am getting emails and text messages late into the night. I want to be present, so you know there's this global demand of Mm -hmm. of our time, and but you know we're using social media to as mind-numbing medicine. And I'm here to say there's a mindful solution. Put it away, and you know spend that 30 to 60 minutes. And here's the real thing, Sunny. I'm going to tell you. I I was kind of surprised to see this in the study, and even now, is you're going to be a little bit uncomfortable in your marriage because you've not realized if, if you have married or you have a partner that you're living with at home that both of you have been in your phones or on your laptops and now all of a sudden you don't have that and you're like, oh, God, we got to talk to each other again.
0: <laughs> you're like, who are you again? And who are you again? You're the guy that sits next to me and scrolls through yeah. you know, the iPad. No, but uh, I you're going to have to find I, some activities again. Yeah, and, I like this, though. Mm-hmm. I like that idea, and I feel like it's a call to action for like you said anyone who Mm -hmm. spends time around a significant other you will like unlock so many more yeah things dimensions of their personality yeah. when you're actually interacting with it, them I
1: mean, in that 21 days we ran the study we saved four couples that's they reached out to me what did they say I mean they were like okay I can't get my spouse to do this or we're doing this and we're arguing and so I was able to kind of talk to them about ideas to do as a couple and if not recommend that they go to therapy mm-hmm. and so you know a couple months later when we were revealing the results of the study like I heard back from them and said thank you I didn't realize that we had such a dysfunctional relationship or I was so disconnected from my partner and now like because we do we have activities to wind down tonight I mean after spending time with kids, sex was like the number two reported activity that people were doing instead of instead being other their, at their do- I'll, take like, I'll take some that over survival like, scrolling. I <laughs> Bring romance back to the bedroom. Yeah. I mean, sex is one of the best things you could do for your mood. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. I mean, it's no, always, always sort of anecdotally sleep, felt yeah. that that was true. But yes, <laughs> it is. It is. It'll bring those serotonin, Chemically and too, melatonin, yeah. and the feel good, and oxytocin, and everything right back up, right? Even cuddling or kissing, you know, if you don't feel like. Professional cuddlers sex. are a thing. Did you know that? I, I, you know what? I saw that on TV and I didn't know. Is that a real That's thing? That's like a real thing,
0: yes. Oh, okay. I mean, if you're a person who does not mind like getting all up in someone's personal space, yeah. like there's apparently money to be made. There's money to, okay. Well, yeah. now we have uh, a life uh, kind of goal
1: for some people that are That's listening out there that like to cuddle. I, um, if you're willing, like I, I said, I if you have like no and personal boundaries, for a living. it's yeah. interesting. I don't know if you do too, but you know, I, I'll give a talk on stage and oh, an sure. audience people of like just, yes. 500 to 5,000, and I'm talking about the brain shift protocol, and I've hit a nerve, and so there's a line for an hour to three hours afterwards of people just telling me their problems, and as I'm sitting and just present and listening and letting them know that I believe in their healing, I, I get
0: hugged and touched oh, yeah. all the time. There's just this need for mm-hmm. human connection. I. I'm a big hugger and toucher. Yeah. Like that's my, yeah. um, that's how I yeah. tend to be. I've noticed that if you're not like naturally like that, I can really make, I make a lot of people uncomfortable mm-hmm. by just, you know, getting in their space. So I try to be more aware of that yeah. now, but I'm such, I would probably be one of those people that's <laughs> like hugging me. <laughs> like, Thank you. Because I mean, I'm Italian too. So we're very demonstrative yeah. yes. in our affection, generally Girl. Like speaking. Okay, so the region from
1: India where my family's from is Punjab. We consider ourselves the Italians of the oh, Indian subcontinent. Oh, I love it. Oh Food, my goodness. vivacious. We yes. too are like, you know, over the top gestures, life, oh, yes. everything. Oh, yes. Everything is done in a passion.
0: Oh, yeah. I, it yeah. was a real adjustment for my husband seeing like our family in action. He's like, I just, first of all, I've never heard conversations conducted at this decibel level. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this yeah. is, I always say, this is not screaming. This is how I talk. This is happening. <laughs> this is how I talk. Yeah. And in fact, my mom was just telling me today, she said, I listen to your podcast, but you've got to stop talking and laughing so loud. I said, I'm just so full of, you know, this is my reaction to that. And joy. And
1: that's what I you wanted know? to say. So, like, I came out of that dark place and I can laugh now and I can do that again. And people who knew me in Danville say they see the young Romy back again. There is this knowing and joy when you come out of that dark place. So this is my challenge to your moms that are listening. Could you put down the wine? It is not normal to be day drinking. Like there is a social media movement to sell more alcohol or make you feel more acceptable that you can drink rosé or whatever the fancy drink trend this summer is all day long. That's day drinking. That's promoting alcoholism. It is making your anxiety and insomnia worse. You do not need a glass of wine or a skinny cocktail or beer to take the edge off and survive being a mother at night. There is another way to do this. And I'm here with Sunny to say, let's try this. Like, could we it. start with a digital detox, get those labs, to, you know, checked and magnesium and we will put them in all of Sunny's show, show notes. And yeah, we will, yeah. Mm-hmm. this is
0: such good information, Dr. Romy. I honestly want to keep you hostage in this podcast studio and talk for like, <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking for almost an hour, Okay, but just to like dig through your brain, but I won't. Um, I do want to ask before we go where we can keep track of your next yeah. journey. You mentioned your book several times, tell us again the title and when you think it will be available so
1: if you go to drromie.com uh d-r-r-o-m-i-e.com and sign up at the busy brain cure right there we are sending a freemium out right now to people that introduces everything and has written down exactly what you and i have talked about along where to start and as i'm writing chapters in the book we are releasing it out there in the world it's great hopefully the book is scheduled for 2020 we'll have a, a publishing date soon and um It's coming out, and I'm excited. And I'm so excited that I get to give birth to this idea here in Orlando and the family. Yes,
0: It is. It is. So this is fantastic information. And guys, I feel like, you know, uh, this is an interview and, and and a resource this wasn't just like I love hearing people's stories of course and their like sort of personal achievements but you gave us so much good practical like Go act now information and I accept the challenge I'm not a wine drinker personally maybe okay. I'll put my Nespresso machine away a little earlier in the day yeah after the, how about, how about after this? the yeah. challenge so I'm, I'm hold a green tea kind of a person too, green though. Tea? okay is so that
1: okay yeah but could you, but that has caffeine too right so it's a really great you know uh antioxidant and all that but could you do decaf green tea yes later I in the used day? to do that yeah so I
0: never really drank caffeine, and then I started, and I was like, well. If your anxiety
1: is better with the magnesium, it's okay. But I still, I typically tell people by 12 or 2, put the caffeine away. Now, listen, let's be real. We all have some late nights because of work, because a child is sick. Like, I'm going to give you a hall pass then, right? But on a day-to-day basis, for you, it's going to be, you
0: know, the caffeine – you were gonna cut it down. Yeah, at, I can cut about, it down. I'm about I'm at about two two, cu- two cups a day. Either yeah, like perfect. I said, either it's green tea or it's yeah. from our Nespresso. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Which I happen to be still yeah. carrying. This was made. Okay, it's two forty eight as we're taping this. Uh-huh. This coffee, which is three fourths full, was uh-huh. made at nine thirty this morning. Ew, oh, girl! <laughs> I'm one of those weirdos that, that like stuff be okay rancid. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Listen, my DD creamer is still all right in there. I do the double double God, or I extra think my extra. Stomach just
1: did some flip <laughs>
0: flops. Like, I mean, I'm not. Dr- I, I like, think it's curdling it, at the top. I know it's pr- it's probably. Like, let me smell. Yeah, <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It, <laughs> it is. Smell. And so my <laughs> thing,
1: I'll tell you that I, I've been doing is I, you know, travel for a living, speaking, working with corporate clients. They want to go out to fancy dinners, and yeah. somebody is opening up that bottle of fancy wine, yes. rare vintage. I, I have been working very hard to say no because when I say no and I want to share this with your moms is it makes people around me uncomfortable because now they're aware they're drinking. And I just say, hey, no, you know what? I've got an early morning. I have to speak tomorrow morning and I can't do that with wine on board. You all, please go ahead because you will be judged when you say no. All your other mom friends are going to be like, girl, what's wrong with you? You're like,
0: why are you not? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: you're going to feel the peer pressure. And so I feel that in corporate America. And I've just started. And what I found was other people who really didn't feel like drinking during the week because we need our brain
0: activity. Yeah.
1: Now all of a sudden we're like, cool, I'll be like Romy and I'm going to yes. have some, you
0: know, I'm all for that stand uh, yeah. on your own. I have, yeah. I've, you know, been I'm the outsider in a lot of ways but been the outsider in that regard before mm-hmm. and I think people think you know what are you trying to prove I'm like no really I just it's for me yeah I mean I you know own like it. Maybe for like at a nice dinner. I mean, even then I never, I'm notoriously like, you know, drunk, literally drunk after one glass of wine. So I'm not, I guess it's maybe either really weird or really fun to hang out with. Look at how fun we've been (laughs) on water and coffee right now. Can you imagine
1: both of us in that state? I think I'd be sleeping. I'd be sleeping. Yeah, Yeah, I mm -hmm. would.
0: Although, you know, mama does like a tequila shot when she's out at night every once in a while. That's
1: okay. No, and that's okay. And you know what, on a special occasion, I love celebrating with champagne and the stuff from France,
0: not the like... sparkling
1: stuff from California I want some shams like some real shams it's
0: okay to indulge Indulge once in a while while. but I like the challenge and I will take the caffeine challenge I can I'll update everybody I'll try to get down to like one caffeinated beverage from two and then just teeter or peter it off and do the about do as many as you
1: need until two
0: o'clock and yeah. then afterwards okay, right but if that. sleep and mood gets affected then cut it down okay, so yeah well i'll check back and i really want to have you back on because wait. there are some other topics yeah. i feel like we can delve into medically Lots. speaking that'd be useful yes. dr rome you are a rock star Thank, thank you. So I feel the coming. same about you, and thank you for what you're doing for women. Oh my gosh, I'm happy to do it. Thank you. Seriously, was that awesome? I I told her that I wanted to keep her in the studio hostage, and that was only partially a joke. I'm um, plan on bringing Dr. Romy back to talk more specifically about things like hormones and, um, you know postnatal health. Would it be postpartum health? I guess it would be. So let's let's count on that. But for now, all of the things that she covered are going to be on my website under the podcast tab. So check out sunnyabata.com or just Sunny.me. It's a little easier to remember. Click the podcast tab and this episode and you'll see all the recommendations that she had in there, including those um, blood panel recommendations and the magnesium and all that good stuff. Again, her website is DrRomie.com. That's dr d r r e.com. Make sure you check it out and follow her on Instagram as well. And um, yeah, a great episode. I'm so honored she took time to talk with us today. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you back here next week with some more good stuff.